0: robots radio presents
1: fresh tomatoes the movie podcast
0: i'm not usually a hat fan but wow like to buy a
1: i'm really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today and um <laughs> yeah i am but you know what someday i just might grow out of that but you you will never stop being a jerk
0: all chocolate cakes are good you're a fascist
1: it's hideous it's horrible it's home angry white boy let's
0: Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, the monthly roundup episode, which, true to fashion, we are a week late on. That's Simone LaRue.
1: That's Chad Akowitz. And Chad, I think you'll find we're actually two weeks late.
0: (laughs) Oh, you see, that's how good this podcast is. We can't even get the metaphysical joke about us being really shitty podcast hosts right. That Mm. is how un forgettably ironic we are we we're just living the best millennial lives
1: (laughs) to be fair i don't think we're bad podcast hosts okay we're just bad organizers
0: That is true, which is weird for two A-type people, you know. I would say we're pretty... We're
1: so good at organizing the rest of our lives, you guys.
0: It's just the podcast always always seems to sort of, you know, get left on the back burner. It's It's because it's on a Sunday. We record on a Sunday, and everyone knows that nothing gets done right on a Sunday.
1: Mm Mm-mm, not at all.
0: (laughs) So, like I said, this is the monthly roundup episode, which we've started doing now, just to sort of keep up to date with everything that has been released in the month that we're doing it. So this is the monthly roundup for August. So what two movies were released in August that we wanted to review, Simone?
1: We are doing the long, painfully awaited Free Guy. I think we probably saw a trailer for this like two, three years Mm -hmm. ago and like it's finally out. Um, And we're doing Maggie Q in an action movie as the protege. Very
0: interesting sort of dynamic between these two movies. Kind of both action-y, but very very different ends of the spectrum. Very different. Like 100%. Mm. But still, really enjoyable yeah. week. I like this idea. I think it's a great yeah. idea to do these kind of things. Although, when you did say the long-awaited, I immediately got flashbacks of uh, 007, of James Bond.
1: Oh, fuck off. Which the movie are... that's never gonna come out.
0: I mean, I love that it says that, like, in the trailer, the most recent trailer, which again, we got another trailer for this week it said at the end the exciting conclusion and i was like please just kill it just shoot it in the fucking head and end this no one is waiting yeah everyone hates this but talking of everything that everyone hates all the time what are you drinking i don't know that segue that was weird I'm okay with it.
1: You know, we're a little rusty. We're a little <laughs> rusty. We just got to shake, shake it off and, and, and stay on top of things. Um, I'm drinking a nice glass of red wine. Oh, lovely.
0: Nice. Is the weather changing or is it still <laughs> sort of red appropriate? How do we feel?
1: It's still pretty red appropriate. We had some springy weather last month, but it's back to just being like fucking horrible. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> well, at least you have, you know, red wine to soothe your pain. You know, the alcohol ban isn't in force, which means you're gold.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what are you drinking?
0: I am... I am on some blood orange gin mixed with Sprite. It's got Ooh. like a really nice sort of Lucas color.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really pretty. I
0: very much like this gin. I am a huge fan of this gin. It's a beef eater and it's just so good. So, so good.
1: That sounds delightful. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Big fan of gin now. I th- I've realized that's when I when I started growing up, is when I like gin.
1: Uh, I don't know if that's the point. I think when I started liking whiskey, that's when I was like, yeah, I'm a grown-up now.
0: <laughs> well, we all come to it in our own stages, in our own ways. It's just good that <laughs> both of us found it when we were alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I guess that means I win, right? Yeah,
1: you get to go first.
0: Exciting times. All right, so let's do some free Guy. This story mainly follows Guy, played by Ryan Reynolds, as he walks around his usual everyday life. He gets up every morning, gets a standard coffee of black with two sugars, and meets his best friend, Buddy, played by Lil Ray Howery. Together, they go off to work at the the local bank. At the bank, Guy is a bank teller whilst Buddy works as a security guard. Every day, without fail, their bank gets robbed. And, for some reason, neither Buddy, Guy, or any of the other employees do anything to stop it. The reason for this is that they are actually non-playable characters in a video game. Of course, they don't know that, though. They are completely unaware that they are part of the biggest online free roam game of all time, entitled Free City. Free City was created by Antoine, played by Taiko Watiti, who is this evil genius asshole who just believes that everyone is a disposable asset that he can treat like dirt. He is on the verge of launching the sequel to Free City, Free City 2, and so he is extra stressed and thus an extra big asshole. To make his problems even worse, he has Millie, played by Jodie Comma, trying to sue him for stealing her code. See, Millie believes that the AI algorithm for the game that she created, alongside her best friend Keyes, played by John Curie, was stolen by Antoine in order to make Free City. Millie and Keys' game was more of an interactive life event in which the AI software could grow and adapt without any static code inserted by developers. The reason Millie thinks Antoine stole it is because the game uh, Free City is way too complicated and no one uh, had co- code quite like theirs. Unfortunately, Millie has no proof of this, and so she spends her time playing Free City endlessly to try and discover something. To make things worse for her, Keys won't help her because, get this, he works for Antoine and is de- as a debugging coder in Free City. This has caused a massive rift between Millie and Keys, and so they no longer speak. During one of her adventures in Free City, something super weird happens to Millie. Guy starts talking to her. Not just, like, normal P- NPC standard dialogue, but actual conversation. This freaks Millie out, but Guy believes that Millie is just another person in his world that he can talk to. What really singled her out to him was the fact that she was singing a Mariah Carey song that was his favourite. They start to interact more, and as they interact, they fall more and more in love. Shit gets really weird when Millie informs Guy that he's living in a video game and gives him the controls uh, to actually be a player. This completely fucks with the game, and Antoine is not happy. He decides that one, uh, on the launch of Free City 2, he is going to close down Free City 1 and thus kill Guy. The internet erupts uh, over, uh, in panic over this. This is an NPC that is acting like a real-life uh, person, and no one is happy that he is going to get killed. After Guy comes to accept that he is no longer real, he decides to help Millie get the information they need in order to find out if Antoine did indeed steal their algorithm. Around about this time, Key's, Key also, Keys also agrees to help. The three of them, with the help of Re- Revengement Buttons, played by Channing Tatum, are able to discover the truth about Free City, and it was indeed made from the base code of Millie and Keeza's game. If they could expose Antoine, they would be able to get save Guy and get their code back, but Antoine's not going down without a fight. He decides that he's just going to manually destroy the servers with an axe. In the final scenes, as he is bashing down the servers, Millie makes him a deal. He can keep the code for Free City so long as he keeps Guy alive, and Antoine agrees. Unfortunately, Antoine's cred is so completely destroyed that Free City 2 tanks. Meanwhile, Millie and Keys' game is a huge success. But the question remains, why did Guy suddenly spring to life? Millie realises that uh, there was a trigger code in Guy's computing. The second he met Millie, someone with all of her quirks and idiosyncrasies, then he would fall in love and come alive. The only way that this could have been written into the game was if the writer of the code wanted it to be there. That's when she realizes that Keys actually loved her the whole time, and Guy was his way of showing her that. She then madly runs out into his arms and they live happily ever after. The end.
1: Ah, oh, the end, Chad. What is your cliffhanger?
0: My cliffhanger has to be this one. Hello? I might have found something.
2: I've been going through Guy's code and
0: there is something
2: there, even now. After the wipe. What's the-
1: that was like a one-in-a-billion miracle. We can't
3: replicate that. I tried, okay? You were right, it's over.
2: No, Millie, Millie, you're not listening to me, alright? A reboot, it doesn't, it doesn't erase his AI coding. You literally would have to destroy the servers to do that. His AI is still there, it just needs to be
3: accessed. I, I've seen him, he's forgotten everything.
2: Just look at the trace log I sent you. It'll explain everything. complex than it should be thanks to our code but he's still stuck in three he's still stuck in this life this loop and then something changes he comes to life it's why and then i remembered one of the characters from life itself it's this guy that i
0: nicknamed love lauren he, he was someone who was designed to never meet the right person
2: it was essentially the, the building blocks of the character but he never stopped hoping that he would meet the The girl of his dreams. So I had to base this girl off of someone, and who better than the person that I was sitting next to every day? You. (laughs) But then, one day, he meets you in Free City. And once he sees you, he can never be the same. He was supposed to feel doomed, but instead, he feels
0: alive. Until eventually, he is alive. You changed him, Millie. You changed his code. And I think you can do it again. You brought him to life, Millie. You brought him to life. And it's the scene where um, Keys is giving the explanation of guys coding and, like, saying, you know, there's, like, this trigger event, and then it's sort of, like, all lovey-dovey, and it's just really, really cute, and it's really subtle, and you're just like... This is very, very cute. um, And, yeah, I think, you know what? Weirdly enough, this is what I really liked about this movie is the fact that it was just, like, a, a really cute love story, actually. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I thought, I, th- I thought it was... I thought the overall message of the whole thing was very cute, too. Like, you know, aren't we all just trying to matter? Aren't we all just trying yeah. to exist in this crazy world? Yeah. It seemed like a very roundabout way to get that message across (laughs) with AI engines and artificial intelligence. But... We did it! (laughs)
0: We did it. I think it's really cute in in sort of like the metaphysical questions and the philosophical questions that it asks because I mean, you know, there's obviously that theory that nothing exists and we're all just like part of a big computer simulation and all that kind of nonsense. But it's like, it's really nice, like you said, to show sort of everyone wants to matter and like what is the point of existing. And I think Buddy, uh, Guy's best friend, says it best when he's like, they're on the couch and he's just like trying to console him and he's just like, I'm here with my best friend in the whole world, trying to get him through a hard time. Ugh. If that's not the meaning of life, I don't know what is. And, Bye. like, fuck me. This movie is what so an cute. Ah, oh, I. you know what? And that's all you can want from life, is just to have those special moments of just your friends and the love that you can experience amongst people. And, I mean, you know, that's the basis of our podcast as well. It's just, like, it's the simple things. It's the joy in life, and that's what matters, not the... Yeah legacy and creating these you know massive spaceships that you can fly for three minutes on the back of you know struggling workers who die in your factories jeff
1: (laughs) jeff who we know for a fact (laughs) listens
0: yeah jeff jeff loves this podcast oh yeah ever since he's retired he just goes nuts for it but honestly jeff stop listening this is not for you we hate you you're the worst Baija Bija. So yeah, what did you think overall like, you know, apart from what we've already said, like, you know, of the movie itself, the plot, everything.
1: You know, overall, I was like, yeah, this is a fun action comedy.
0: Mm. <laughs> That's
1: it. I was like this is <laughs> perfectly fun. I think that mm-hmm. um for a movie that, you know, hinges on like basic knowledge of like playing a giant open world game like that Mm -hmm. um they made fun of gamers a bit much Mm -hmm. like you know there are a lot of jokes like oh your mom's basement and then the one dude who's like living Uh with his mom because he's like a famous streamer and stuff Um, (laughs) and even gamers like for some reason all the women when you know when they're doing like interviews being like what do you think of blue Mm -hmm. shirt guy all the women they interview are like he's so hot
0: yeah yeah, you make a very good point. No, it's um, yeah. odd. Yeah, yeah, so it was just like yeah. it was just
1: like. Did you just guess? Like, did you just look up like three popular streamers on <laughs> Twitch and go, ah, yes, okay, this is gamers. Yeah, I,
0: I think it falls into the trap of sort of like things like Scott Pilgrim vs the World and Ready Player One, where it just like assumes these really sort of. Um, yeah. Uh, stereotypical versions of gamers and things like that, and don't get us wrong, like completely, there are those people that are like that. Um like... You know, but but also, sort of statistically speaking, gamers aren't the best people to make fun of because they take it really personally. That, and like,
1: there's no reason. Like, it's so video games are so fucking popular, especially post COVID. Yeah. Like. It's just bizarre yeah. to be like, oh, it's all these dudes. They're mom's basement. Like, no, it's also like everyone. It's everyone. Just casual
0: <laughs> player, yeah. No, I completely get you. Um, for me, I feel like I'm very much over the Ry- Ryan Reynolds of it all. If I'm honest. Yeah, I'm very tired. To,
1: you're right. This was a Ryan Reynolds too far for me, too.
0: I, it was really bad. So I went to see this in the in the theater, and um, it was quite packed, which made me very anxious in terms of sort of COVID and yeah, everything. Like, I felt very... Ooh. But it was really interesting to see sort of the general public's reaction to Ryan Reynolds jokes in the fact that he would do a Ryan Reynolds thing, and there would be no laughter throughout the entire cinema. Yeah. It was... So amazing. I think we've all
1: that's just
0: got the most amount of Ryan Reynolds' fatigue. And that's not saying he's a bad actor. Yeah. That's not saying he isn't funny. No. It's just he he does stereotypically play the same roles over and over yeah. again.
1: He keeps getting cast in these yeah. exact same roles. And they're like, no, Ryan, like, you just keep doing your thing. Exactly. But he could switch it up.
0: <laughs> he, yeah, it would be nice to see him in sort of more of an action thing. You know, like, peak mm. peak Ryan Reynolds when he did Amityville Horror, yes. which made no <laughs> sense for him, but was so good.
1: That... Oh, he was, he was very hot in that.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I think, you know, that shirtless scene of him in Amenable Horror just, oh, ah oh, oh, made the movie. It Awakened made movie. something in me. <laughs> oh, it, it's your horror. It's, why am I horny when I'm watching a horror film? It's a very weird dich- dichotomy. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> And, it, like, what what else, you know, I mean, what is what can you oh, really say about this movie? Yeah.
1: I mean, I love Jodie Cormer. I think she's incredible ever since, uh-huh. uh, like, she's in Killing Eve. And it's really yeah. weird seeing her go from playing, like, Emmanuel in Killing Eve to, like, this, uh-huh. like, cute, like, coding gal. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: No, I completely agree. But she killed it. She did a really good yeah, job. No. Her accents were flawless. You know, going between British and American was really, really mm. well
1: done. Oh, I mean, um, after Killing Eve, that is child's play.
0: <laughs> that's also true yeah the one person I really didn't like in this was Taika Watiti, strangely enough couldn't stand his character I just thought it was I just mean, really ugh but not, yeah, not for the also, reasons like not for the, those reasons of you are supposed to hate him it was just really overplayed yeah
1: and he was also like, like you're absolutely right he was like cartoonishly a mean boss but to the point where it's like yeah. okay it physically does not make sense that you're a successful owner of a gaming yeah. game development company like even if you did steal all of this, you have to have a basic sense of like marketing and looking after your audience yeah. and what gamers want, and like consistently poo-pooing everything your staff suggests or says. Like, hey, this is what this is what our audience wants. Like, it's just like really, it's it's frustrating. You're like, yeah. there's no way a guy like this would have gotten this far.
0: No. <laughs> And what's really frustrating about it as well is it's it's set in, you know, modern times. And it is very clear that no boss would get would be allowed to get away with this, really. No. You know, it would be an HR nightmare. So it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, especially like
1: with developers, like developers are such a coveted (laughs) skill set. You best treat them well. They could go find another job asap
0: so quickly so quickly and be paid so much yeah. more than what you're offering it's disgusting what what developers get paid Ugh. we really went into the wrong field like completely we
1: really did but i'm i'm also very dumb so i don't think i would have done well at programming
0: <laughs> i get very frustrated i i made it to like an the eighth lesson of python and i i got really mad um i felt like you know Her- hercules when he just smashed the loot in the, in the old story because his fingers were just too big to play the intricacies of the lute. And I just felt like that. Um, I felt like yeah. a big dumb, dumb dummy. <laughs> yeah. You do dumb
1: himbo fingers.
0: <laughs> My dumb himbo fingers. So, yeah, I mean, it was a perfectly passable movie. Yeah. Not much to say.
1: Yeah. Fine. It's a Friday night yeah. film, guys. You could watch it fairly buzzed and still get what's going oh, straight on. Straight up,
0: straight up. I mean, yeah, you could pretty much catch the what was gonna be the conclusion, yeah. you know, pretty quickly and pretty pretty early on. But yeah, what was your what was your golden moment? What was your um golden nugget? That's what we're calling it. My golden yeah.
1: nugget. I think for me it was the What I assume is like the beginning concept of when they decided to write this movie, which is like, how fucking weird must it be to be an NPC in a big open world game like this? Like, what is that like? Uh And I think that was a really cool premise. So I found like the opening sequence really funny Uh and just like super insightful, even up to the point where like he's in the bank and he's like finally like kind of becoming sentient and it's these two little girls playing video games yeah yeah it's great (laughs) like controlling this massive dude character (laughs) one girl's like waste that bitch yeah love it that was just that was just like so funny and insightful and then from there it just kind of got like a little weird and Mm -hmm. boring and predictable but like the beginning i was like yeah this is great what a fun concept
0: that we often do movies that fall into this what-if trap. You yeah. remember when we did Brightburn and we were saying, oh, what if Spider-Man, uh, Superman is evil? Yeah. And it's the same thing here. What what if, what, if you were an NPC who became a PC? And it's like, yeah. okay, but how do we end it? And and that's that's the yeah. issue with these movies. Exactly. How do you end it? Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. was really fun. Yeah. yeah. The first 10, 15 minutes is a really good romp into the world of, of NPC yeah. plays.
1: And what about you?
0: You know me. I'm a hopeless romantic Savone, so it's all about the love. The fact that he he wrote the code into the game to show his love for her on the off chance that she would find him, on the off chance that he would be awakened by her singing a Mariah Carey hit, you know? Just just speaks to me, speaks to the dumb idiot who just falls in love far too easily. And I just, ah, I couldn't, I couldn't not love it and just like get a little bit of teary. Down. I had a
1: sequence of questions about that, but I'm not going to ruin it for you. I think I can just leave it here, not be my super cynical self. And yes, Chad, that's a lovely nugget.
0: Thank you for not ruining my evening. I very much appreciate that. You're so welcome. Just let love be love. And I would appreciate that yeah. if you didn't ruin it, you gremlin. <laughs> tweet, it, tweet about it if you want. And I'll just, you know, ignore your tweets.
1: Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Just get it out I'm that sure. way. Yeah i think that's fair so would you recommend it
1: yeah i guess (laughs) yeah right like it's not mind-blowing right like it's not like a a cinematic experience that i will treasure forever yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's fun like i said it's a friday night movie get a little buzzed watch it then go watch deadpool rather because it's a much better ryan reynolds movie
0: definitely definitely this is what is your favorite ryan reynolds movie actually Let's go for that. It
1: might be Deadpool. Yeah. I feel like Deadpool was like really peak for him. You could tell he really wanted it. That's
0: true. I mean, he's been wanting it for years. He's really petitioned hard yeah. for it. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's the proposal, which is weird, but I'm oh, about that. Oh, that's movie. a good one. It's really, that really good. good. Sandy B, him, unbelievable. Ugh. Really good dynamic. Mm. Such a fun movie. And Betty White. Can't go wrong. And Betty
1: White. Yes okay yeah that's fair that's valid
0: yeah i i i kind of agree with you like i wouldn't actively recommend it but i wouldn't be like don't watch this film i would never you know warn people against it like fine watch it but you know be warned i guess
1: don't have high expectations just it is what it is Yeah.
0: exactly good well talking about it is what it is talk to me about the protege
2: Are you into the Cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for Cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of Cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Okay, I'm reading directly off of the IMDb synopsis (laughs) because I missed a lot and I was like, whoa, I am dumb.
0: Dude, no, you aren't dumb because remember, I texted you Mm. before we did the podcast and we were discussing who was going to do what movie and I said, please, can you do... Uh, protege because i didn't understand a thing that was going on like I, I left that movie being like what the fuck what was the point of that cool so i'm glad that you feel the same way
1: excellent okay so straight off imdb here we go anna is an assassin <laughs> raised by moody after he discovered her in the aftermath anna oh anna played by maggie q Is an assassin raised by Moody Samuel L. Jackson after he discovered her in the aftermath of a massacre in Da Nang, Vietnam, where she killed four men who had kidnapped her and murdered her family. For years, they traversed the globe and completed high-profile contracts, settling in England where she runs a rare bookstore and he lives in a manor house. She first encounters Rembrandt, played by Michael Keaton, in her store when he comes in on the pretext of buying a gift. Now, in the movie, Anna and Moody kill a Romanian mafia boss by taking his son hostage and using him as bait. But then, Moody is brutally murdered and Anna decides to seek vengeance. She believes that their last assassination target, Edward Hayes, must be involved. She therefore decides to track him down in Vietnam. She's very hesitant about going to Vietnam initially because, you know, it's like <laughs> where she survived a brutal massacre. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But she decides to because she wants to avenge Moody's Deaths. While she's in Vietnam, she learns of Vol, Edward Hayes' assistant. She sets a meeting with Vol, but Duque. Oh my god, this is a terrible synopsis.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Ugh. Uh, she sets a meeting with Vol, but his lawyer, Duque, kills him. Anna attacks the lawyer, but she's captured. Uh, the lawyer, like, tortures her to see why she's after Edward's son, and she's like, I don't know. Um, and then Rembrandt is there. It turns out he's kind of like a fixer, like, he's supposed to tie up loose ends, so in the very similar line of work as Anna. He says that he works for the same person as Duque, the lawyer, uh, but he says that his methods aren't really, like, that involved. She then escapes. She goes on a dinner date with Rembrandt because he's very attracted to her, um... Then they get into a street fight with some thugs, and it kills the lawyer, so that was a little pointless. <sighs> It's a lot of, like, back and forth, guys. (laughs) It turns out Moody's, like, alive at some point. But, like, he set Mm -hmm. this whole thing up to, like, make amends to Edward Hayes' son or something. But it turns out Edward Hayes is alive, too. And then, basically, at the end, Anna's, like, back where she survived the massacre. She has a whole flashback of the horrible thing. And then Rembrandt shows up, finds Anna. They aim their guns at each other. You hear two shots, Anna leaves. That's the end of the movie? Yep,
0: yeah, pretty much. Oh goodness me. So I mean what's your what's your cliffhanger? <laughs> just, <laughs> just just choose one. Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> my cliffhanger is this one. I'll be with you in a second.
3: Can I help you?
2: Yeah, I'm looking for a book. An old book. Like rare? Like rare? Yeah.
3: Either they are or they aren't. Books aren't like a steak. You can't get them like medium rare. It's funny. Sarcastic. Yeah,
2: but funny. Listen, my boss's wife is having a party, and uh, she collects books. First editions.
3: Any particular subject?
2: Birds. It's Audubon's, um...
3: Birds of America?
2: Yeah, that's it. He said she's looking for a copy.
3: A first edition? Yeah. Sorry. You don't have it. No one does. Only one first edition exists. It was sold to a private buyer in 1991 for $9.6 million.
2: Wow. Okay. Well, looks like I'm out of luck. All right. What do you think? Maybe poetry? Hang
3: on. It'd be the hit of the party.
2: I don't, uh, I don't know this one.
3: Edgar Allan Poe actually his first collection of poems published anonymously.
2: You think she might have it?
3: Doubtful. Only 50 copies were printed, only 12 are known to exist.
2: Hmm. How much?
3: I can give it to you for 265,000. Perhaps a bracelet instead.
2: She does have exquisite wrists. Good idea.
3: Is there something else?
2: I find you interesting. You mean interesting? Inter- I'm beautiful, sure. Not in that ornamental kind of way. It's the interesting part that's got me wondering.
3: Wondering what?
2: How long after I give you my number will it take you to decide that I'm just as interesting and give me a call?
3: 27 minutes. That long? First, I have to pretend to cancel my date, and then I have to feed my cat.
2: That's six.
1: The
3: rest is me playing hard to get.
1: And it's when she first meets Rembrandt in the bookstore, and they're, like, flirting,
0: oh, I think. Hot, hot, you hot, know, a 60-year-old man and, a, and an early 30s-year-old woman. That's what I like. No,
1: Maggie Q's in her 40s, dude. No. Yeah, she, she looks, looks incredible.
0: incredible.
1: <gasps> what? What? Mm. I think that is one thing we can certainly agree on about this movie, is that Maggie Q is beautiful.
0: Yeah, she's insanely gorgeous. And, like, the dresses and everything that she wears in this, it's just oh, like, oh, goodness every me. Every single
1: outfit. How dare she?
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. And, I mean, to be fair, let's let's give him credit where, where credit is due. What's his face? Uh, Michael Keating is actually quite a good-looking man. Even in his 60s, he He's- is... He's, he's Fox Daddy AF.
1: He's got something going on. Like, he's definitely yeah. got a vibe in this, where you're like, hmm, I see it. Yeah, exactly. I see you, Michael.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what did we think overall of this movie?
1: <laughs> it's one of those classic things, Chad, where it's uh-huh. like, are we very stupid, mm-hmm. or is the movie poorly written?
0: I think, on this occasion, we are actually very smart, and this movie is just very, very poorly written, because yeah, okay. most of the time you're wondering why people are doing anything that they're doing.
1: Anything. Yeah. They don't
0: set up this Moody guy well whatsoever. No. I don't understand why no. he's the main villain.
1: And then he gets Moody is uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, you're sorry. Thinking of sorry. Edward Hayes. Sorry, I'm
0: thinking of Edward Hayes. You see. You see what I mean. You just don't care. Yeah. And and so they yeah. don't set up Edward Hayes well, and then it's the white guy, and then he gets shot, and then it's another white guy. And
1: mm-hmm. why did
0: you not just keep the normal white guy? I don't understand. Yeah,
1: and then there's a biker gang that helps them out, but they're very well connected for a biker gang in Vietnam. Mm. And, then, and then she, like, does go back and have a flashback of her horrible trauma, but, like, she doesn't really complete any character arc. No. Like, I feel like... There's an implied weird character arc, but, like, she doesn't start off missing anything in her life. Yeah. She actually seems like a very balanced, happy, healthy person. Yeah. When she goes to avenge her mentor, it doesn't seem like she actually has to confront her past at all. Because, again, she's very happy and healthy and well-adjusted. Yeah, exactly. For an assassin. For an assassin,
0: but yes. No, absolutely. So uh, it makes it makes very little sense why anything happened in this movie, and yeah. the worst of it all is that all the good stuff is shown off screen. Yes, you know, there's like like her and Ke- her and Michael Keaton get together, and it's like, are you are you going to kill me? Or are you going to fuck me? Yeah, and then like, It cuts to that's all just cuts to afterwards, and it's like, what was the point? Why all the build up? Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. No, this whole movie was a bit of a disaster. Like yeah. I thought. You know, I do- I downloaded a copy, completely legal, of course. Yes. That didn't have the subtitles for the beginning. And I thought maybe that would have ruined everything. Mm-mm. But then the-, the further on we got in the movie and then suddenly, you know, Doesn't like um, you- Samuel L. Jackson comes back to life and you're just like, but the-, the guy who got murdered is a completely different build. And she's supposed to be a mega awesome assassin. She would have known that, right? Yep. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Look, the investigation, like all the investigative stuff, didn't lead to anything, all the killing didn't lead to anything, and then she kills fucking Michael Keaton at the end, or it's implied that she kills Michael Keaton at the end. Again, off-screen, who gives a fuck? Why? 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 Why?
1: I don't know. I don't know, and I don't understand. I don't understand why it was like this big, weird, complicated thing, when it's like, all I wanted, I just wanted to see Maggie Q kicking ass Mm -hmm. in Vietnam exciting perfect yeah. great being sexy with michael keaton also perfect exciting Great. super fun all of like the actual like plot that they tried to build in around it was <laughs> utterly bizarre
0: yeah really really bizarre so strange it's ah it just set up for nothing it was like yeah. bowling and then going yeah. into the gutters every single yeah. time
1: so you're just like okay what was the point of that what was the point of that why are we doing this
0: (laughs) yeah and you leave and it ends and you're just like oh okay i guess that's the end fine cool great awesome Mm -hmm. but good things like we've said you know this 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 needs to turn positive a little bit maggie q amazing michael keaton amazing i would
1: love to see her in more roles like this yes
0: definitely definitely like samuel l jackson in it as well for the little bit that he was in it very mm. very fun yeah and again my uh, maggie q's sort of choreography fight choreography was really fun as well mm,
1: so good in. so good yeah she was very cool but yeah love it when a woman breaks a man's neck with her thighs oh
0: it's always fun i mean i mean you know some some men also find that confusing and it's like why am i horny but i've just watched a murder <laughs> very very confusing yeah <laughs> um yeah so i mean let's try and get a golden nugget because again i guess like there's not really much we can say apart from because because it was so bad and it was so disjointed there's nothing we can really say about it
1: and i wanted to like it i really wanted to like it
0: yeah no i completely i completely agree but they really did everyone dirty in this film really they did so golden nugget
1: really just the dialogue between her and michael keaton it was so snappy they had great chemistry. It was so funny. Yeah. It was It was great. That that was outstanding. Yeah.
0: Although I really don't know why, but it just, like, it hits me the wrong way. It hits my ear the wrong way when anyone says pussy, but especially a woman. Like, it yeah. just hits me different. I don't
1: like it as a word. Yeah, it's
0: not a great word. Not a great word. Doesn't doesn't make me feel good inside. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Golden Nugget, maybe the action scenes were really, really fun. That whole scene where she hangs the dude in uh, her prison cell. Oh, yeah. Really, really fun.
1: Yeah. You mean the lawyer that was set up to be, like, the ultimate bad guy and then was easily overcome and murdered?
0: No, I'm talking about the... Uh...
1: Oh, the first guy who tried to hang her. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then he got hanged. Really yeah. fun turnaround around yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always good. Especially after she's been, like, waterboarded for hours. Good lord.
1: Made that work. I mean,
0: that was intense. Damn. Uh but yeah, that the action scenes were pretty badass. Uh really appreciated those you know. That's that's it. Maggie Q doing it. Really fun. Really really fun. Uh would you recommend it?
1: No. No, I would just if you want, like maybe do a you young YouTube of all the action scenes, mm-hmm. watch those, and then don't bother.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's not worth your time. There's nothing compelling about this mm-hmm. film, really. Maybe unless you're like a massive Maggie Q fan, that's yeah. the only like massive. I'm talking or a like, massive
1: Michael Keaton fan, or a
0: massive Ma- Michael Keaton fan. Like you need to be like obsessed. You know everything about their lives. That's the only time I would recommend this film. Every other time, not a chance. No, no, no. Well, I guess that calls to the end of the episode, Simone. Nice. H- how do you feel about our monthly roundup for August? How was how was your August? Talk me through your August.
1: My August feels so long ago now. I know. It was good, I think. I was in a good mood. Okay. Yeah, yeah, doing better, a bit more financially stable now, which is, like, actually uh-huh. such a huge relief.
0: Oh, my gosh, I can imagine you must be so happy having the dual like, income like unbelievably just like
1: yeah just like it's nice not like stressing all the time or like yeah it's nice so it's been good it's been really good okay
0: that's good i'm i'm really i'm look i'm i'm very happy for you it does make me very happy like it it, you just want to see your friends flourish don't you i mean
1: yes that's all you want
0: exactly exactly and i'm just happy to see you flourish my friend thanks Right. uh, Yeah, my August uh, was a bit of a mixed bag, obviously. I found out that I wasn't going to get the house, which was kind of shit. But, you know, then I'm going to move out anyway, which was also nice. And, you know, enjoying my job and life is just pleasant. Yeah. Just Overall, life is very pleasant. touch wood. Yeah,
1: yeah. I always feel like touch we're wood. gonna if something's gonna go wrong, but you know we do deserve a bit of pleasantness. I know
0: you're really suspicious after twenty twenty. Like you are very mm. anti every universe it. right now, and I, I mean it's understandable. I mean the whole I, I, all of us don't sort of you know mm. trust the universe, and for very very good reason. This last year and a bit has really fucked everyone up. So yeah, we're gonna My be God. cautious. Of course you are. No doubt. So, but let's turn it around. What is your uh, what is your optimistic thing for this week? What is your gratitude?
1: My gratitude is friends. Aww. I'm just, I am reminded of just how lucky I am to have such wonderful, lovely people in my life mm-hmm. who make me feel so loved and safe yeah it's been it was a real source of comfort during the hard times Mm -hmm. and it's just really lovely during the good times so yay i'm so lucky
0: it's nice it's good to have friends especially like you said during the good times and the bad i think that's where where your true friends really come through and it's lovely to know when you have those people in your corner yeah yeah couldn't agree
1: more what about you
0: i have got an official moving out date which i'm very excited for fourth of october i will be in my own place look at him i am so simone I cannot tell you how excited I am to be living by myself.
1: You don't want to keep living with your parents forever? Don't want don't to stick it out?
0: No. Simply <laughs> no. They're lovely people. Love them. Yeah. But, but I, I spent the first 18 years with them. It was great. Had a great time. You know? Great. Moved in with them again when I was like 21, 22 with my girlfriend. Not so great. Very, very combative. Very small area for all of us to live in. A little bit awkward. Then I moved in again. Can't just get rid of me. I'm like a fucking boomerang. Ugh, but hopefully yeah. this will be the last time. This one but sticks. This one sticks. And it will be the first and only time that I will be living alone. Yeah. I'm so unbelievably excited. So unbelievably excited.
1: I love excited. that for you. Yeah,
0: it's going to be great. Right, Simone, you're going to hate me. Are you ready to hate me?
1: Oh, God. Oh, God. What are we doing? So,
0: you know, I really love Spooky ookie. I really love Creatures that are not real but they could maybe be real
1: sure and you
0: know there is one certain light of my life uh one certain caterpillar that turns into a not a butterfly but a a moth you could say (laughs) that that just makes me happy so next week's moon we're gonna do Mothman movies.
1: Yes! Okay, actually I'm thrilled about this. Oh I'm wow I'm back on oh,
0: Mothman. Oh damn, I I'm thought crazy. you were gonna hate it. I thought you were gonna absolutely hate fucking it? hate Mothman. Because I've spoken about Mothman before and you've always treated it with such derision.
1: It's not derision. It's just I don't get like the obsession with it, but like I'm interested.
0: Okay, okay, fine.
1: Maybe I... this is maybe this is the week that turns me to maybe I'll be I'll be on that hype train with you. You're going to
0: you're going to join the the Mothman conspiracy groups. You're going to just become this Mm. massive Mothman realist, a realist.
1: I'll get a Mothman tattoo. It's
0: going to be so exciting
1: on my lower back. Oh,
0: I'm so ready for it. It's better than a butterfly tattoo, but you need to have it just, you know, lower back. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, is there a better signifier of I'm both slutty and very weird (laughs) uh, than a Mothman (laughs) back tattoo?
0: Simone, I mean, no offense, but it's very accurate. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> okay i feel like i'm only like spiritually slutty i'm actually quite monogamous
0: <laughs> i'm only spiritually slutty i'm quite no <laughs> that might be my favorite thing please get that as a tattoo on your neck that would make s- me so happy i'll put it under the i'll put it in like
1: uh, banners under the mothman tattoo spiritually <laughs> slutty
0: slutty i love it in improper old school you of know, course, of course, ca- uh, Calligraphy, yeah. yeah, I love it. Okay, so we will be doing uh, Mothman from 2010 and okay. The Mothman Prophecies, which, you know, scored 52%, but... You know, okay. it's it's the Mothman it's film, in the it's range. quintessential. Yeah, exactly. So, Mothman twenty ten and Mothman the okay. Mothman Prophecies twenty, uh, which is okay. I'll give you the year just so we don't fuck this up again two thousand and two.
1: Okay, okay. okay. Uh, please also just send me those years in a message so that we don't um, pull a shutter again.
0: That's what we will call it from now on. But guys, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you. We really appreciate your patience with us after last week and our brief, brief hiatus. We promise that going forward, the monthly roundup episode will happen at the end of the month of which we are rounding up. Yes. That will probably not happen again. Knock on wood. We're pretty bad podcasters. Uh, But if you want to write to us, you want to tell us what you would like to see us do for September, even though we've already chosen it, but still tell us anyway, just in case we might change our mind. Who knows? Uh, Where can they do that, Simone?
1: They can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. There
0: you have it. And as we say at the end of every episode, we love love you you, and there's there's nothing you can do
1: about it. Bye! Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True
3: Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his Vault Girl Bunny as they solve the wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades, it's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts.